Bristol Borough, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Wow, who would have thought that sessions with Mary Jane would end up in Bristol Borough, Pennsylvania? You did. <laughs> yeah, you thought it was your idea, Jordan. Yeah, no, yeah. it actually wasn't my idea. It was actually our guest's idea. Oh, would you like to introduce well, our guest? <laughs> well, no, I, I will introduce him in a second, but he was very uh, excited because uh, we worked together on his podcast, uh, Young Black Suburban, uh, and he is former boxer and current boxing gym owner, businessman, entrepreneur, host. Uh, did I get all of your titles? Uh, well, yeah, except the janitorial. Uh, janitorial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a janitor. Father. And custodian father. Everything. Yeah. Son. Yeah. Uh, yes, also. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Witherspoon Jr. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Um, thanks for coming down to the gym. It was really out of necessity because my schedule is really ridiculous. Hey, yeah, uh, no, no problem. We respect the busyness, man. Like you're busy, it. yeah, it's good. We yeah. get it, and it's a great gym. I yeah. appreciate it. We love it. Yeah. You also live a very. Uh, I guess you kind of have a nine to five ish, Mm-mm. but like non traditional. <laughs> it's just well, like six to first of all, ten every day. <laughs> so Monday through Thursday, I work nine to nine. Oh uh, yeah. Tuesday nights as well. I'm in a charity bowling league, so mm. I'm going oh. from nine o'clock until eleven thirty at mm. night. Um, you only see me on the weekends where I cut my hours to three o'clock. Uh, at the gym, but then we add on the podcast, so I'm here until eight o'clock. Uh, yeah, some days, you know. It's um, so is it for me? It's like there is no clock; it's twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's almost what uh, people expect you to do business wise too. Now that we have our phones, we have our computers, we have our emails. Oh, hey, yeah. you, you up right now? Hey, I have a question. You're always on. You never <laughs> yeah. turn off, no matter what. Um, and you have to train yourself, you know, because. Part of, like, having good mental health is being present in the moment. Mm-hmm. And if you're always on your phone in that world, like, it's not going to be good. Like, your other shit's going to suffer. So yeah. you got to, you know, know when to turn it on and turn it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard, but... Where you at? True. <laughs> <laughs> like, now you need something Tommy, to what's up, Tommy? <laughs> Hey, what what's going on? Yes. I'm, in, I'm in the office. Shout and tell me. Yeah, we're recording an episode. We're, yeah, we're... Ladies and gentlemen, this is Tommy. <laughs> so, Tom is the oldest member of the gym. Um, he's also part of the charity bowling league as well. Uh, and he got me some food. Oh, yeah. He, he also essential. he also likes THC as well. Oh, mm. nice! This is called sessions with Mary Jane. So. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Honey. What, what do you need? Some? Uh, we're good. We're even. Yeah. All right. Ooh. So we're gonna, we're gonna finish talking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you finish that <laughs> with all the giggles. <laughs> Bye, Tyler. All right, I appreciate it. Man. Nice meeting you. <laughs> um, what yeah, a guy! I, Just came in, dropped the sandwich off. What? Well, Just, we we bond over these sandwiches, uh, man. This is uh, what, t- what what we got here? An Italian tuna. Um, Ooh. <laughs> if you guys didn't hear that Tommy wooed in the background, um, which you can only get this style I guess I've only ever had it from Northeast Philly so he just took class I just taught him he went down to Northeast Philly got a sandwich brought it back mm-hmm. that's great 
Oh That's wow! Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a pal. Well, we, you know. Community-driven community uh, gem. Yeah. Uh, you know, you do for people, it comes back. Yes, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. That's actually a good segue, huh? To uh, our topic to and your, challenge for the yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. Well, here comes a segue, How guys. How do you feel, Tim? Are you ready? Yes. Yeah, you know, the, the Mary Jane starting to kick in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mary, Mary will hold your hand throughout this whole episode. Um, but she'll challenge you and push you sometimes, too. No problem. No problem. Yeah. She'll make you forget stuff. Yeah. She yeah, throws yeah, you for a spin. I'm, I'm used to her. Yeah, yeah. So, your challenge is oh, wow. to list as many, and don't think of it in terms of getting that many on the list, it's just as many as you can. Like, are we going to be, like, there's, talking and then I can pop in again? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Interrupt right. us whenever you want, yeah. we'll leave in and out. Yeah. Um, Family businesses. Is that what we say? Like We're saying the family business because uh, you share a trade with your father. Yeah. So we figured uh, your challenge today could be uh, finding some families who have a similar trade father, like Father, son, mother, daughters, father, kids, like whatever. Right, it could right, be any right, industry. Right. Father, daughter. <laughs> any industry. Well, and you'll, this yeah. is a pretty easy one, I think. Yeah, Ooh, so all right. Gonna, all right okay. That'll be good. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see as we get deeper. If I have enough time. <laughs> yeah, so we have a ticking clock. So, yeah, so like, and will... you can't use your phone. You can't use oh, anything. I don't you can't look anything it. up. So, Talent Harris. And yeah. his father, can we write that down? Oh, we can yeah, write it the, just because he's in the uh, extended. Yeah, that's true. So he's actually going to be in our short film that we're. Uh, Releasing. Finishing up editing mm-hmm. soon and releasing okay. soon. Good first pick, good first pick. Yeah, I mean, he um, was on my show as well. So yeah, so I guess he is. You mean comedians? Yeah, family. Yeah, family of comedians. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I guess like after talent, like maybe we should keep it more famous. Just oh, for more famous. More famous. I mean, I felt like his dad is pretty well. known. His dad is he very is. well known, yeah. and especially since we're a Jersey-based yeah. podcast, yes. his dad is super well known, and he's gonna be well known because he'll probably end up on SNL or some shit name? next year. Right. Um, what? What's his dad's name? Talent. Oh, it is or, also no, no, Talent. No, no, no. He goes by Talent, but I don't know if that's his. There's just so like much Talent. talent. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, it's like you, if your name is Talent, you better be talented. Like, they're talented. That's the thing. Because <laughs> yeah. like, how embarrassing would it be if your name was Talent and you weren't good, yeah, you know? It's like, then they'd be like, oh, yeah. but <laughs> he's another problem. Parents though. really helped you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll probably be a guest on this in the future, so... It's good that we yes. uh, cool. we added to we're our like yeah. encyclopedic like references. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, is this a Patreon? Is it not a Patreon? We don't even know as we're recording this. Yeah, this episode. Yeah, yeah, you'll find out by the end of this episode. <laughs> it's we'll definitely a premium guest. Yeah, yeah if you sure. guys are getting this for yeah. free, yeah. you're getting a premium guest. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 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 um. So let's go Mary Kate and Ashley. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. That's good. Let's go Mary That's Kate good. and Ashley. Yes. Um, see, I feel like it's like, it's just too easy. Mm. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to challenge yourself, you can make it more father son. You can make it more mother child. Yeah, that's the thing. So, we were narrow. We were gonna narrow to that, and then we're like, mm, that difficulty level went. We up. wanted you to say Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, so we extended <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it to I mean, everyone. You know, that's, but that's the, we were just gonna do father son duo, yeah. but. Father and son is pretty hard. I'll, I know Floyd Mayweather Sr. and Jr. Mm. Both were yeah. professional fighters. Yeah. Was was Sr. as good oh, or he was, better? He was... He, he contended for uh, world championships, but I don't think he ever obtained one. Mm. But he, like, fought Sugar Ray Leonard. Um, yeah. Like, all the top guys. Um, 
and also his brother Roger Mayweather, who was Floyd's trainer. Mm. They both were good professional fighters. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah. So which crazy? Like when people come on my podcast, they're always like similar to you and your dad. You know, um, my dad and my uncle were both professional fighters as well. Mm. So, oh, and your uncle. Yeah, and mm. my uncle and I had an aunt that married into the family. Who became a professional fighter? Oh wow! I have a cousin, Chaz Witherspoon, who's a professional fighter. There's five of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really the family business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for real. Yeah. What, what is it about boxing? Do you, do you think that like bonds like like generations of a family together yeah, makes them all want to pursue it? Um, I can't speak for everyone else. Uh, I think for me, um, I have five sisters. Uh. I always wanted to get out away from them and, yeah. and play sports outside, and I was just always athletic. And then boxing was a way that I could be around my dad because he was still fighting. Uh, and then it's just something that just becomes a part of you. Like, like I, I say, I started boxing, like, I mean, like four or five years old. So, like, at that early age, I realized that, like, what my sisters was doing was not cool. <laughs> and, I, and with the kids, like, I was playing hockey, football, like, doing those kind of things. And then when it came, like, my dad took me to the boxing gym the first time. I was like, whoa, this, this is it. Yeah. Um, and then, like, my son, his name's Tim Witherspoon as well same way but he, mm. I think he's even more intense like when I was his age I wasn't studying YouTube and oh, wow. watching like he's coming to me with like dad you know this yeah. this guy stepped over this way blah 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 I'm like oh fuck we gotta do it again <laughs> <laughs> you can come in yeah, yeah, that's true, because he just has so much more sources of information at yeah, his fingertips. exactly. Um, which is no excuse for me. It's just I was more of a physical person. I like doing. I hated, yeah. like, uh, I still don't really care about watching boxing. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't care. Another quick delivery just dropped in also. So. <laughs> this is my uh, fitness instructor, Omar. Omar, oh, right 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 He's actually so, from. He's from New Jersey. Well, not from. Sorry, sorry. He lives in New Jersey nice. by way of Canada. Uh-huh. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> People like Canadians. Pull yeah, yeah. a chair out if you want. Yeah. Eat. Uh, but yeah, you know, um, I have no idea. My grandfather didn't box or anything mm. like that. Uh, really, what it was for my dad and his generation uh, was his neighborhood. Uh, in South Philly was just boxing. Philadelphia, period, is a boxing yeah. town. But yeah. his neighborhood has like five world champions in it alone. So everybody was is like a gold rush of boxing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just a sport where everybody wishes that they can do it, but not everybody can yeah. do it. Mm. So um, I guess just like everybody else people in my family are like whoa I'm attracted to it let's do it mm-hmm. um, and some of us stuck to it some of us didn't what was the thing that was hard for you when you got into it was it something like mentally physically like was there something that you had to um, conquer for you to get so comfortable with it it is like just yeah for me it's like even if my dad wasn't who he was, I feel like it was my calling. Like, this is wow, what I would awesome. be doing. Yeah. 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 Um, I think the hardest thing for me is just having the 
having the energy to keep it going day mm. in and day out, working out three different times a day, uh, being away from your family, and um, having to be an asshole. <laughs> because you have to be an asshole when you're fighting, you know. Um, you have to believe that you're better than other people. Because if you have any doubt, then you already lost, you know. Mm. So you guys probably wouldn't have liked me <laughs> when I was a professional fighter. Yeah. So. Now, you would have liked me. Uh, I was a nice guy, but um, I had a little bit more of a cockiness about me. But mm. it's something that they install in you, you know, because mm. you're traveling every day to a different gym, boxing another human being. You know, I attribute it. And not to say that I am a soldier or anything like that but it's similar you gotta stay away from your family you know train day in and day out it's discipline and you yeah. know that you're scheduled to fight yeah. another human being on this date mm -hmm. so your mind they're training you uh, like a soldier yeah or a monk where you have to stay in and mm. just focus on that yeah um having that happen and having kids and having a family and getting older the hardest part was just maintaining that schedule and, and keeping that going mm, um, but other than that you know fighting was easy like it was fun yeah that's yeah. cool that's yeah. awesome who are who are your role models she <laughs> <laughs> your dad um, <laughs> um yeah my dad to an extent you know um, yeah my, that's a, a weird relationship because mm -hmm. he's taught me a lot of good things about you know the sport about life and a lot of bad things about the mm -hmm. sport and life too uh, I have probably fully Mayweather could probably say the same thing about his father mm -hmm. um, really for me my biggest role model was actually just life man experiencing other people going and traveling mm -hmm. through boxing uh, and, and really realizing that um just people are people wherever you go. Right. Um, and once I realized that, like, shit started to become easier. Like, relationships and, you know, I realized that, you know, this person isn't really bad. You know, we're all somewhere in the middle. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that actually, like, for me, is, like, the key to life. Why I'm successful here. Because I let everybody come in and prove their self first. You yeah. Know? I'm not just prejudging people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that is really... Uh, Life is, I, I would say, is my biggest role model. I don't have a favorite boxer. <laughs> I don't really look up to any politician or anything like that. Um, I just like, you know, experiencing what I experienced and, and learning from that. Yeah. What, what do you think is the best uh, representation of Philadelphia boxing in, like, film or TV? Because I feel like people Ooh. don't know Ooh. Philadelphia boxing because they get Ooh. the fake, like, Rocky stuff, yeah. which yeah. is, like, um, a derivative of, like, stories from Philly, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know how many Philadelphia boxing movies there are. Um, I Obviously, every... I guess there's, what, seven or eight Rockies, you know, or... Yeah, two creeds especially so I was, I was in, yeah. I'll, I'll drop it I was uh, extra in the first creed oh, which oh. was uh, shot in Philadelphia yeah um, so I was at a actual boxing match the first time I met Sylvester Stallone um, I didn't really like we weren't meeting like this I shook his hand and he walked past but he did a speech that day and he really paid homage to Philadelphia boxers the real mm -hmm. boxers and really said uh you know 
I, I appreciate all the recognition I get for playing Rocky, but uh, there are real fighters who really risk their lives and really uh, deserve recognition as well. Mm. Um, so even though, you know, he's made a lot of money off of Philly boxing, he still pays homage to, you know, uh, the real fighters. He does do things for fighters in Philly, so uh, we can't really knock him so much, even though it's a, a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he made, like, boxing popular on a broad scale for a lot of people. Yeah, It yeah, wasn't exactly. accessible to, yeah. and then all of a sudden they were just like, oh, every boxer has a story now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every yeah. boxer runs upstairs. <laughs> yeah. It's just like everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> if we go to the army museum right now, there'll be someone running up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. My, my cousin's yeah, husband, I did that. He, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's like a, um, like a like mixed martial arts fuck. Okay, he's in the yeah. gym, yeah. And he's like, he's like, bro, it's so annoying. He's like, I go for like an actual training session and then there's people who are like, Tourists like, like running up and down the stairs, yeah. and then they leave, and like they're getting in the way of the actual workout exactly. of running exactly. in that area. And people do work out there, yeah, you know? and and it's a lot of people holding mitts for each other, doing mm-hmm. pad work. Um, I've done a half marathon uh, around the art museum; mm-hmm. like it's a really good place. Um, but that's the neighborhood that my dad's from, almost uh, okay. where you see Rocky running through the Italian market. Uh, that's the neighborhood where my dad grew up. Cool, yeah, so. We just it just so happens that we were boxers too, yeah. and not drug dealers. Yeah, that's the other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was a big boom of boxers and drug dealers in that neighborhood. So. Yeah. Well, spe- um, speaking of drugs, uh, not not specifically. <laughs> drugs, this is the segue like, too. No, 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 no. I just like uh, I think a lot of what surrounds boxing and like the fighting world is kind of like this party culture, this event culture, and like this big event. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was some of the craziest stuff you saw, like being a part of like a boxing weekend, like whether it was yours or someone else you know? Because like you must have seen some shady stuff just from like going up from amateur to pro. Like you must have seen some crazy stuff, like being on televised fights and like getting up into that level. I mean, of it. I. It depends on what you or call you crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've seen uh, DMX get arrested at mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden. Damn. That was pretty crazy. He was oh. walking Willie Jones out, uh, and I don't know what happened. Um, the only thing I see is him fighting with the cops and getting drugged out. Yeah, I that was really oh, wow. cool. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and I'm only uh, maybe 13, 14 at the time. It was like when oh. I first even found out who he was like mm-hmm. i was in training camp with my dad and the guy that was fighting roy jones was there as well so that's why we and, and my, that aunt she mm. fought there that night as well at madison oh, wow. square garden mm-hmm. uh and i'm just sitting in the crowd like everybody else and you know that his famous song uh oh what's the song um anyway before I take up too much time. <laughs> the stoner thing. Uh, uh, he's walking them out like it's elevated. So there's two sections of Madison Square Garden. There's where they play basketball and then there's the theater part where okay. they do concerts and they do whole professional fights in both places. But this was in the theater part. So DMX is walking down the stairs. My dogs don't fight. My dog, nah, nah, nah. You know, whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... It's just like a tussle <laughs> everywhere, yeah. And uh, he gets dragged out from one side of the theater all the way to the other. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And he's screaming, arguing, hands behind his back. Now that I think about it, what if it was stage? 
Yeah. <laughs> I was only 12 or 13. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so for you, show. he took it as, like, honest. Yeah. yeah. But I think the whole crowd at the time fed, fed into the, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, some crazy things have happened to me, like fighting overseas in England. Uh, I had to fight a guy who I didn't even see him until we were in the ring. Uh, like, I was supposed to fight somebody else. Mm-hmm. The day before, any fighter or any anybody that tells you that they're a professional boxer, you can look up their record on boxrec.com. And it'll also tell you the fights that they have coming up, mm-hmm. if they have them on schedule. So I looked my fight up, and I was supposed to be fighting, I'll never forget, a guy named Daniel Thorpe, because I was training for two months over in England to fight somebody that was left-handed. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. So I... Look on there the day before the fight. You know, we weigh in the same day. I looked the the day of, I mean, the day before, and it has this guy's name, uh, Mark McCray. And I'm like, yo, so I'm in another country. Like, it's just me and my dad. Like, it's just not, like, anybody I can call to change things or whatever. So we're talking to the promoter or whatever, and he's like, yo, don't worry. You know, everything's all right. This guy's coming up from London, which is three hours away. Uh, we're in Sheffield. So me, I'm like, all right, I'm going to fight anyway. I don't care. I've been training for two months. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. So you're supposed to weigh in right next to the person you're fighting. You guys have seen weigh-ins before. Mm-hmm. You know, and you even stare each other mm-hmm. in the eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get there, and they're like, yo, he's already weighed in, and he's in this dressing room. So um, I yes. try to – I go into the wrong dressing room by mistake. Oh. Um, and they rush us out. Oh, no, you're over there. You're over there in the other dressing room. So they put us in the dressing room. So there's an A side and a B side. You know, the A side is usually the people that you expect to win. They might not win, but you expect them to win. Okay. They had me on the B side, which was with the guys that are supposed to be opponents and uh-huh. the, the losers. Okay, right. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Um I'm expecting that, you know, we'll at least see the doctor before we fight together or something. I didn't see this guy. So they're like, okay, it's your turn to fight. I'm like, fuck it. You know, so (laughs) we're walking to the ring. First time I saw him was right before the bell rung. Bell rung. I already had it in my head. I'm just going to go in there and just hit him right off the bat because I don't know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. And and you can see this on YouTube if you Google Tim Witherspoon versus uh, Mark McCray. I just go in there, hit him with an overhand, boom, and then that just set the tone for the whole fight. And in the fourth round, I end up stopping him. Hmm. Um, his corner throws in the towel. Oh, wow. uh, so that was kind of the craziest thing to happen to me. Hmm. And then I told, well, Jordan has been in the room when I told the story about how <laughs> they were calling me American cunt. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> The British people, just yeah. the audience. So, you know how, uh, <laughs> you know, you know how, That's like soccer, soccer, they they chant. What? You know, they go. You know, you, you're watching that. Mm-hmm. Well, they call it football, but you, yeah. you're watching on TV. They're like, oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. They're going American cunt, American cunt. Oh my yeah, God. yeah. So we, I get out the ring. Like the people are pushing towards the barricade, barricades and everything, mm-hmm. and I get ushered back to the dressing room. But after that fight, though, I got ended up having fans and. You know, the whole town started embracing me and, mm, and all cool. that, but they're really passionate about their sports. So, yeah, for yeah. me to go over there, and I, I've done it, I've beat 
three people in England. Um, three of their countrymen. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and now they love me though. Yeah, well, yeah. you earn their respect by being yeah. their best yeah. people. Exactly. So. Well, they weren't their best people or, or by being their people. Though. But yeah, they try to throw an okie doke in there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they try to get that. Um, that's pretty cool, also, because I think you said in one of the podcasts that in England boxing is like their second biggest. Yeah, it's sport, their second biggest right? sport. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. for me, being like uh, four and five and doing boxing is kind of not what people do here. Over there, it's like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you're either playing soccer, football, mm-hmm. or boxing, mm-hmm. or drinking. <laughs> that's the, the number one. That, sport. That's the, the three things, you know. The other, other than that, they have like cricket. No, mm-hmm. no one plays cricket. <laughs> that's yeah. on the you know, you, there's no the basketball hoops. Mm-hmm. People, yeah. no, no one yeah. has basketball hoops in England or yeah. anything like that. They're playing darts and pubs and snooker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so boxing is a big deal, man. It's a big deal, and, they, and they're good at it. Yeah. So like, so do you did it, did it make it a little easier for you to go after to fight someone that you didn't know beforehand? Or cause like, so at that time, like I was saying, I was an asshole. Yeah. So I, I was so cocky. It, I did. I believed that I could beat him anyway. Yeah. You know, but it could have went the other way. Yeah. How often do you do you meet someone beforehand? Like, and like, or know the boxer? Oh man! Personally? So I've. I've been in press conferences a month beforehand the fight, you know, happens yeah. and you're doing a press conference every week or something like that. Uh, I've never been in that situation except that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you're usually uh, seeing the doctor together, like I said, or when then you get a chance to shake their hand, you know. It's not really, like, we were prepared for war, but... It's still a gentleman's sport, you know. Mm-hmm. We still respect each other, mm-hmm. so there is interaction yeah. before you the yeah. fight. But then once the bell rings, that's when it, you know, you, you go at it. Yeah. And then after the bell rings, you guys see it all the time. We hug, you know. Yeah. Um. So there's that respect. Uh, you get a lot of chances to interact now in today's world too, with the internet and everything. There's no way that you can't know who you're fighting yeah. mm-hmm. you know you can yeah. YouTube them right away yeah yeah um, what was the reason for the or did you say the gentleman with the who was left handed why yeah. he wasn't able to uh I think he couldn't make weight I think that's oh. what it was they knew that he wouldn't okay. be able to make weight um so they switched someone but the whole thing about it is they never told me that they just switched the opponent yeah, they just you know? mm. so that is you know but that's part of the business you know you the, the promoters and stuff they're they're just trying to make that show happen trying to make money mm-hmm. yeah. um, and they don't really care about you know the fighters or the musicians the rappers you know mm-hmm. they get it bad too mm-hmm. um, the best thing that you can do is like be your own promoter eventually but that takes money yes you know, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah everything takes money everything takes <laughs> money <laughs> you on money. your own crazy. Kardashians yeah <laughs> Of course, of course. <laughs> Big family business. Yeah. Very smart mama. Lots of members. Uh, in different, famous in their own ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a huge one. Yeah. I mean, the Jacksons really can't count, can they? They're, yeah, they're they so yeah, yeah. Jacksons, they that's a easy count. one. That's a easy one. Yeah. They were in business together, kind of. Yeah. I mean, their dad was a promoter, I guess, yeah. or manager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Is that your um like what what are your uh what do you do when you're not running your businesses? Oh, that's what I'm doing. Running my business. Is that taking your 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 kid and doing like what is your you're like you're well, like I need to sit here and just watch Kardashians episodes. Like <laughs> <laughs> we all have a Kardashian. Who's a Kardashian. Well, so I do uh, do self care. You know, um, every a lot of nights, but I still work while I'm doing it. Like, all right, this is how I meditate. I'm gonna tell the world. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll turn on some uh, like either I'll turn on a podcast and I'll study that. Or I'll turn on some lo-fi music or some house music or whatever I'm into at the time. I'll smoke weed when the kids are not up, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I'll either go over what I'm going to do the next day or go over my thoughts, my ideas, uh, and just zone out, you know. And, like, you don't have to be quiet to meditate, you know. You can just mm-hmm. do what you enjoy doing and what makes you happy and what gets your energy flowing in that positive direction so that's what i do as much as i can Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah a lot of it is you would say like uh uh i don't know planning for the next day like you're saying an attitude and reassessing and yeah and like about in yeah um you gotta um i'm I'm dealing with people all day every day so that hour or two that i get um is really me fucking like cleansing my because mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of people that are uh, emotional vampires I call them mm-hmm. you know, they, <laughs> they, they, they like to, to suck your energy yeah. away from yeah, you know yeah. some days I come to the gym and, and before noon I've already done like four therapy sessions like you know so <laughs> you know what I'm, I mean you know my Absolutely. fitness instructor is yeah. here yeah. it's part of the job, part of the yeah. job right yeah. you gotta be a therapist uh, but mm-hmm. who's the therapist for us? Exactly. So, yeah. you know, what I do, I do have a therapist. I'm lying. Sorry, Mary. Um, <laughs> her, her, Mary. Name, her name is Mary. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you got to take it into your own hands, too. And, and part of that is just doing what you enjoy, at least for an hour. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, changing your mindset. And then a lot of people suffer from uh, anxiety. Uh, they suffer from, you know, depression things like that and really and it doesn't work for everybody but a, a good medicine is just changing what you're doing in the moment if it's something if you're feeling negative do something that makes you happy yeah, yeah. How, how would you say that boxing specifically how that has changed over time for athletes to work on their mental health or focus on their mental but everything used to be yeah. physical your physical health your, yeah. you know and then so I still think that that's lacking mm-hmm. uh, in the sport. A lot of boxers don't have that support. So when you're the person that is responsible for feeding everyone, like you pay the trainers, yeah. you pay uh, your sparring partners, you know, your manager, whoever, the promoter makes money off of you. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of people that enable you. You know, there's not, it's not really a good mental health sport, you know, uh, and a lot of these boxers are from impoverished areas. You know, they don't have fathers. They don't have the role models or people to teach them about how to take care of their money, you know, how to take care of people that come out of nowhere and try to take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that a lot of people would benefit from therapy in the boxing world. Um, 
or just learning different techniques on how to handle because it, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, they got a lot on, of on top of having to pay everybody, pay your rent. You only get paid when you do fight, unless you have a you know a good deal and the manager that's paying you to live. Um, it's a lot of stress. And you, at the end of the day, you still have to fight another human being. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. on top of all those stresses, you still have to go to war. Um, so for uh, some people that make money, they, it doesn't matter. They're still suffering. You know, I always say, and I said it on my podcast, that boxing does one or two things. It either puts you on drugs or it takes you off of it. Mm. You know, and a lot of people have turned to substances after becoming famous in boxing. And a lot of people have used boxing um, as a way to get off of drugs, too. So um, it's a very, very, uh, very, very mental sport. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. What is it about boxing? Do you think that like kind of subs- for the people who are getting off drugs, like what is, like what does that do? That um. So first, it gives them that discipline. You know, uh, this is something where you cannot just come one day and then think that you'll come back next week and uh, be okay. No, you'll you'll die. Mm-hmm. You know. So the consistency, the having to be here, the structure helps them. Um, I have a lot of people that are in NA that come to the gym, um, and being here at nine thirty, knowing that somebody's going to be here for you and teach you, does a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and not just that; they see their body changing for the better. Um, they're looking in the mirror. People are becoming their family. Mm-hmm. Um, they're having something to live for. Uh, that's what boxing and the, the community does for people uh that are in recovery um i think that's kind of the same with comedy also like that's why it draws a lot of either sober people or people who are very addicted to drugs because yeah. it's like whatever those drugs are filling that yeah. void like the comedy the being up on stage the attention of that also helps fill the void the having to wait in line and talk to somebody and like wait three hours to go up on stage. Like sometimes that helps people. Right. Right. Exactly. I didn't even think about the parallels of comedy and boxing and the tragedies (laughs) of both, you know, it's funny you say that. Also, I feel like the business world of comedy is very similar to the business world of boxing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm sure in boxing, there's a lot of people trying to rip you off. Oh, <laughs> a lot of people trying to take advantage of you. You know, the promoters <laughs> and, 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 uh, and, and music and in boxing and I guess in comedy, their job is to make as much money off of you as possible yeah. and pay you the least amount. Yes. Yeah, you know, that's the game. So basically, you as a comedian, you're a prostitute for the party promoter. He puts your name everywhere. You're the one that brings in people, but he makes money. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, same thing with boxers. We're the one that risk our life. We do all the training. And then somebody like Don King, who's fat and sloppy, <laughs> gets all the money. Uh-huh. And I will say, though, that it is hard to do it without the promoter as well. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. so... You have to have, you know, uh, a give and take. You know, I can't keep talking. Yeah, balance. I can't talk totally bad about the promoters because I couldn't fight and promote a show. Mm -hmm. You know, it would have to be one or the other. So maybe 
you know, guys like Floyd Mayweather who have millions of dollars, they can pay people that they trust to mm-hmm. run their own promotional mm-hmm. company. That's good for them. But for the local fighter, you're at the uh, nature's realm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. What's, like, the process like for, like, a, like a, an up-and-coming amateur boxer if they're, when they're trying to get into a fight or trying to get, in, like, that promoter to notice them? So it's different for everyone. You know, for me... The reason why I chose to go professional is because I already had one foot in the door. You know, my father was already famous. Uh, Besides me knowing that I could do well. Um, But for someone that is uh, not known, uh, the only way that you get noticed is by performing well. Um, Unless you find some kind of promoter that's shysty and he'll pay like a cab driver to fight you for like <laughs> for like ten fights and then you know, but those guys they don't last anyway. Yeah. So the only way you, you get, you know, uh notice is performing well in the amateurs, you know, become a, a a national champion or win the golden gloves, uh go to the Olympics is the ultimate way. Mm. Um and then after that, if you don't get recognition, it's still a grind. You just got to turn pro, yeah. and and then you're starting all over again. You know, from fight one, mm. and and you know, the more you win, the more recognition you get. Have you promoted your own? Like, have you uh, held things here? Yeah, I, I promoted the amateur boxing match before. It went really well as far as uh, the promotion went. <laughs> yeah. um, I had uh, other people helping me with like things like uh, matchmaking and stuff like that that I think could have been better. Mm. Um, but overall, uh, the promotion of the show, it was sold out. Omar, you were there, right? Did you come to the boxing match I did here? Outside? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Had a, had yeah. a DJ. Cool. Uh, we had a grill out there. They were ordering kebabs and I had politicians show up oh, and wow. cool. police came and um, yeah, man, it was it was good. Is that something you you'd want to do again in the future? Uh, I think it's something that I have to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's something that I have to do uh, just because we have people that want to compete, um, and it, it does generate money. Uh, but it's not really my passion mm. uh, to do that. I like to do more stuff like this <laughs> yeah. uh, podcast, and and I'm a little, to be honest, burnt out from boxing. You know, yeah. I'm. Uh, I've been doing it my whole life, and and I got a lot of other things that I can contribute to the world. So it's like, let's let's show the world, like Tim's not just a boxer. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like they say uh, <clears throat> on those NCAA commercials. You're you're going pro in something else now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what do you yeah, think is like? The, what do you think is like the biggest surprise of like? owning and like growing your own business and like kind of getting out of the performance world and kind of into the like entrepreneur world more um i think they both are similar in a way like um when you're boxing you still have to do things like promote yourself and get yourself out there and basically what the boxing gym is the teaching boxing is easy i've been doing it my whole life it's marketing, you know, letting people know that you exist. Uh, that is the the biggest uh, difference is how I do it, you know. Um, when I was boxing, social media wasn't really the way to do it. Um, now it is. 
So social media plays a big part in bringing people in here and and uh, getting them to do it. Then once they're here, it's easy. That's yeah. their hook. Yeah. 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 But uh, just reaching out to people, finding new ways to reinvent yourself. Uh, like I was a personal trainer before I opened up a gym, uh, and it was just totally different. I just had to show up, train yeah. people, go home. Now I'm here, uh, showing up, training people, cleaning. Picking up phones and, yeah. you know, yeah. and on top of all of the other responsibilities, I am the product as well. People come here because they want to be trained by me. Yeah. Uh, people come here because they want my therapy sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Your job is people, uh, yeah, though, yeah, in every exactly, aspect of it. Exactly. it is the, and, yeah. and it's being social. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess right there hits the, the nail on the head. In boxing, when you're training, though, even though you have to market yourself, you still can't be around your friends. Uh, you can't go to parties. You can't even eat on Thanksgiving sometimes, you know. Uh, now I can enjoy things like sessions with Mary Jane yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 and drink red red wine yeah. and, <laughs> and, and those kind of things what, what are some other uh, of your favorite ways to like unwind in the suburbs since you are a young black, black suburban yeah, <laughs> yeah alright no, oh I appreciate it yeah, exactly. alright people next time yeah um, ladies and gentlemen that was Omar especially like in this area cause like we're not from this area so, but we're from a very similar area like we're about an hour away from New York City so yeah. like, we have very similar types of people who live out there yeah well so I am a dad, you know, yeah. so yeah, of <laughs> I'm 36 years old now. Um, the things that used to be fun for me, like going to the city, uh, going to a bar or something like that are not fun to me anymore. Like I said, I, uh, though, besides working a hundred hours <laughs> um, <laughs> a week, uh, my other thing that I do is the bowling, you know, I, spend, yeah. you know, um, you know, Every Tuesday night, I go to a bowling alley, and we it, it, it's for a good cause. You know, we're raising money for charity, uh, and I... How long have you been bowling? How, how, you how, how good are you? Yeah, how'd you get into that? Were you so, bowling turkeys a lot? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, before I opened up the gym, uh, I had some people that I was training, some older guys, and they are like, yo, why don't you come bowling with me? Uh, we're going bowling for lunch or whatever. And they were already part of the bowling league, but they were just trying to practice or whatever. Mm. So I went there, and I got, like, a crazy, like, a, a 190 or something like that. And they were like, well, you should come to uh, our, our league and, and you know, yeah, and, and see if you like it. <laughs> so I went there, and... Um, I just started bowling good. <laughs> like last, not last week, but the week before, uh, I had a THC gummy. <laughs> and I went to the bowling alley and I bowled a 244. Nice. Like, wow. Yeah. And I, it's something where it's just like boxing for me. Like I'm not mm. competing with other people. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to do better than myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really what draws me to bowling. Some weeks I don't, do good some weeks i get 100 you know and then like i'm like can't wait until the next fight which is next tuesday <laughs> and, and and do it again but also the community that's there it's everyone that is just trying to get away for two or three hours yeah uh we do have drinks there and then we go home and mm-hmm. then i'm 
refresh and I yeah. can go to work the next day. Yeah. Have, have you heard, uh, like, a lot about, like, THC and, like, fitness? Because I feel like I've heard, like, anecdotally, like, right. I know one guy who runs, like, marathons high and he's right. just like, yeah, um, it just, like, makes it fun to run. Like, he's a comic who went to Weed Man's Joint a little bit down the street. Yeah. Uh, one time. I wonder if yeah. it makes it longer sustain. So... I can only talk yeah. from personal oh, experiences. Yeah. I would never box high. Yeah. <laughs> 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 because that just won't work. And, 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 you know, not to get too much off topic, I'll talk about this and then come back to your question. Oh, yeah. um, it doesn't make sense to test us for marijuana because it does not help you at all. Mm. <laughs> um, it, 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 I can see, uh, you know, a steroid or something, but not marijuana. Mm. Um, now, I do like to run races as well. You know, I run a couple of 10 miles and a, a half marathon, and every time, mostly, I have been high on THC. Mm-hmm. It just makes the, the zone out just... Yes. Great, you know, um, yeah. it, it makes it more of a meditation, yeah. uh, and, and I, I do enjoy that. Uh, it's just, it's with everything in life. You just got to be fucking smart about it. You know, you can't, you can't be like high and like I don't know, boxing. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not good or, or yeah. playing baseball. But other substances though have helped people like there's this documentary about Doc Ellis I don't know if you oh, heard yeah, it I have seen that one <laughs> he, pitched, about it, yeah. he pitched a no hitter high on acid what? yeah <laughs> he was high on acid <laughs> oh my god he pitched a no hitter you oh gotta check god. it out Doc Ellis so when I was high on the on the you know, the, the gummy uh, just knocking strikes down I'm like fucking I'm Doc Ellis right now <laughs> I couldn't miss <laughs> but it really uh, I'm joking but it really did take away the pressure mm. the anxiety of trying to figure out the lane mm. uh, I just went down there and it made me remember every step you know <laughs> I put my foot in the right place yeah. I go around yeah. I look at when I'm when I wasn't high, like that was all sporadic and anxiety felt, you know. Mm, but so the Delta Eight, yeah, yeah. But last week I didn't take enough. Superpowers are working. No, I didn't take enough, so it didn't kind of, it, it didn't work. <laughs> but you need to take more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm failing on that. Yeah. Oh, on yeah. the, the list. I'm failing. Yeah. You got any more? Uh. <laughs> Wayne's brother? Yeah, yeah that's a good one. That's a real good one. Oh, what do you think is... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no. Go ahead, Tim. It looks like you want to say something well, first. Muhammad Ali and Layla Ali as well. Okay, mm. that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I know you are a fan of comedy. Who do you think is, like, the greatest, like, him. comedian or sketch comedian of all time? Of all time. Yeah, or, like, who's your guy? I'm not like, really a... I don't like all-time questions. Okay, yeah, we don't have to... Do <laughs> right now. Who are you into right now? Who's your favorite from the so, year 1992? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm obviously a Chappelle fan. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, man. I don't... I, uh, I just like those kind of comedians like Chris Rock, Chappelle. Um, there's a really funny guy who won uh, Last Comic Standing. Uh, what's his name? Uh, he's a bigger guy. 
I look it up. Lavelle Crawford. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really like his comedy. Um, those were all black guys. Let me go to the white guys. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's funny, like, I'll watch, like, Mike Epps, for instance. And then, like, I'll watch the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, and it's like, culturally... You have to be able to understand some of these things to, for it to really be funny to you, you know? Yeah. So there's a necessity for different comedians in different cultures. There's that yeah. Joy Kai, uh, he's Filipino. Is oh, that yeah. Joe Koi. Joe Koi, yeah. He tells hilarious Filipino uh, jokes uh, that are probably funnier to Filipinos than it is to us. Right. Uh, I just happen to like black comics. <laughs> yeah. I kind of yeah. feel like yeah. I relate to them. Um, but it's special when you do have that one because the the only Iranian comic I saw was Maj, Maj Jobrani, okay. and then he was saying stuff about his dad, and I'm like, oh my god, that's my Persian father, and right, so, right. And then you had like that special because it is closer in relatability, definitely, so then you're definitely. just like, oh my god, like you get yeah, just super excited yeah, when exactly. you do find that that gem that yeah. is because there's not a lot of Middle Eastern comics, or was it right. back then? I and, guess. And to relate that to boxing is the same way. You know, yes. uh, a Mexican fighter fights. The whole stand has Mexican people in it. Representation. You know, uh, yeah. uh, someone from Kazakhstan fights. They're all flying to Vegas. You know, yeah. and yeah. flying the flags. You mm-hmm. know, um, mm-hmm. people like relatable things. Yeah, I mean, it's the whole thing of the Olympics. The Olympics is that like you like like to root yeah. for your com- right. for your, your country, no matter how much they suck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because yeah. yeah. there's something something about like. Even if, like, the world, like, the country you're living in kind of sucks or is doing things you don't like, at least you could be like, well, if my country's team wins, at least yeah. they're doing a thing that I, I just undeniably good. Exactly. We're tribal now. We're yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I don't know, man. As far as my, my favorite, uh, I would have to say uh, Chappelle, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, because I feel like I should be digging deeper in the crates, you know? No, he, he, yeah, but he, he's just... Comedy would be entirely different if he wasn't in it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was a turning point yeah. with his entire career, his sketch also. Like, it's not even stand-up, sketch comedy. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned yeah, the yeah, Wayne yeah. Brothers when you had In Living Color. Yeah. Completely different. Yeah. And you had Jim Carrey's the token white guy. Right. And then, you know, I mean, and well, then I'm, another girl. So I really, I like Jim Carrey more as an actor than I do mm. on A Living Listen, Color. Yeah. 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 Um, I like Robin Williams more as an actor than I do as a comedian. Mm. I don't really like his all over the place. I got my own anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it is just... It's hard for me to keep up with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, some of these guys... Uh, I, I really don't know Adam Sandler's stand-up so much. I really don't like his Hanukkah songs. And that, you know? <laughs> uh, but his movies are enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, and... and you know, Kevin Hart's kind of a commercial guy now. And, and yeah. I know too much about, like, how he comes up with his stuff now that it just doesn't seem fair or it, it doesn't seem authentic. Mm. Yeah. Um, it seems very manufactured. So I'm going to just say I, I, I appreciate him, but... Um, That's good. I mean, it does. It does kind of ruin the magic when you see what happens behind the curtain. Yeah, you got... Like, it's like if your rapper didn't write his song, you know? yeah. 
got comedians that have five different writers on yes. one joke, you know? It's very yeah. odd. Yeah, I guess, like, when you, like, get to a certain point, like, I guess you have busy. to do it, right? Yeah, yeah but, like, have to do it, it feels like whenever I see, a, like, a stamp special, I see written by blah, 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 I'm, I'm like, oh, they didn't write those jokes themselves? Yeah. Like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's, like, a part of the territory. Yeah, yeah. You have to be, like, writing your material. And it's, like, you putting yourself and what your thoughts are. Exactly. Right. But, um, and, and then when, it's, like, why aren't those guys that are writing the jokes out here? Like, yeah. You know, knowing it. Um, you're just, the guys you see at 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Once we have comedy clubs that can be open until 2 a.m. again, those are the people who roll in. Once nobody's Once there, there, there's seven people who are just drunk or on a date that's not ending in sex or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but maybe they make money, you know, selling oh, yeah. those jokes. And, I yeah. have to ask because you're wearing glasses right now. They're real. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't saying they weren't real. I, I need them. <laughs> I wasn't saying they weren't they were real. Thank <laughs> you for the clarification. They're nice. I like that. Thank you. Um, Sorry, did you? Have you been asked that before? Is that why that you were like ready? Uh, yeah. okay. A lot. A lot. I was just asking in terms of when did you need them, and it's so, from the yeah. I've only classroom. needed them since I opened up this place. Only three years. Okay, so, so your obviously your vision was good when you were boxing. Yeah, I can still box without them. Um, it's just like the difference between like yeah, are you HD and, and I don't know. I have astigmatism. Same. Uh, and like, so how I found out that I needed glasses is I told my girlfriend that we needed a new TV, and she said, <laughs> "No, you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> you need to go to the eye doctor." So I, so I went to the eye doctor. And they were like, yeah, you need glasses. And then I came home and I was like, wow, this TV's actually pretty good. Better eyes, better TV. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And, and so that's how I found out that I needed glasses. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also had, I had it when I was, uh, or found out when I was six years old. I oh, had okay. astigmatism too. Like everything is like blurred. Yeah, blurred yeah, exactly. Yeah. And at, at night when you see the lights off of cars, people see them two different ways. Yeah. And it's just like, I didn't know I, I definitely need them to drive at night. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, this is just annoying. I can see things from afar. Like, I have to, like, the bigger ones I can see, but I have to struggle and really strain. But mm. this is like HD. <laughs> for the people that can't see i took my glasses off and put them on. i was i was just curious because i was just like oh you have to i'm assuming obviously you don't have them yeah. when you spar with people nah nah but. um yeah i've been blessed as far as like i haven't really been injured well i'm lying i've been injured a lot <laughs> but there's like there's like people that have like been cut and like have torn retinas and, mm, and yeah, you know yeah. um, you know I've my teeth are, are dead because of boxing dentists had to push them back in Jeez. I've had surgery on this shoulder this shoulder probably needs the same surgery but I'm not fighting anymore so I don't care uh-huh. um, I got out of rehab after I retired for this patella attendant um, but okay. other than that, <laughs> with having all of that and like you're aware now that your son is getting into yeah, it, like yeah. what are some of your concerns so or fear? like what you can do to help him to def- be more, you know, um, like defend more of them? Yeah. So we're known for having really good defense. Like, like I said, I've never been cut. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had a black guy really. Um, the, really what it is is wear and tear like I said mm, in the beginning yeah, like yeah. just being able to do it day in and day out uh, as far as my son goes is like I don't want him to do it like 
I'm burnt out from boxing. Yeah. <laughs> so now I was like, God damn, we got to do it again. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, we all know what we're getting into when, yeah. we, when, we, when we start. So just like my father had to accept me doing it, my mom had to accept me doing it, I have to do it with him. Uh, and, you know, my father could have died doing it. I could have died doing it. My son could die doing it. Prepare them as much as you can. Yeah, but we all know the risk and also the reward, you know. You know, uh, if you're a gladiator that everybody wishes that they were, you're going to live forever. Mm. You know, if you're a gladiator that's a coward, (laughs) you know, (laughs) then the whole town is going to stone you. So that's <laughs> and you, your your dad sparred with Muhammad Ali, uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, Muhammad Ali yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. were you like he brought you as like a baby? Yeah, there I was, was a like, baby there. Yeah, how cute. Yeah, that's I guess so I, can't, <laughs> I can't remember it. <laughs> I went back and visited a year ago, and I was like, oh, this would have been nice. If I could remember, it's it's somewhere in your brain. Yeah, One day you'll oh, remember. Pictures, pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you go family photo album yeah, yeah. Those, well yeah uh, we got pictures you know mom and Ali was holding me and my sister and there's a picture on the door in the gym of yeah, uh you have some in here of uh but he's not yeah. my favorite okay he's my favorite outside of boxing politically wise mm. and and as a person uh style wise though so this is why I don't have favorites because it's you, you got to take everything in perspective mm-hmm. I really like Floyd Mayweather but outside of boxing I wouldn't want my children to act like him <laughs> you know yeah. so I yeah. can't have a favorite there's not one person that has everything um yeah but if I wanted to be uh one of my son to be a good fighter I'd want him to be like Floyd Mayweather if I wanted him to be a good role well not a good role model uh just a, a good activist, I guess. I would want him to be like Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Look like Muhammad Ali. Sting like Floyd no, Mayweather. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, what, are you, like, what is your perspective on athletes using their platform for political things and activist things and they're like, you know, voicing their... Yeah, I, I, I really think that um, it's not fair to them to not be able to do it. Um, a lot of people t- try to silence... Uh, you know, pro athletes mm-hmm. or even musicians, mm-hmm. um, as if they're not human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. They worked really hard to get to where they are. Um, to be able to have the voice that they have, that doesn't mean that they don't have an opinion about things. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's really not fair to people like that to be told to just shut up and dribble mm-hmm. the ball. Um, when those people also contribute a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm here. Uh, and people have asked me to run for office and everything, yeah. oh. uh, but I, I'm not gonna ever do that. I'll be your speech I'm never gonna do it, but I do a lot for our community already. You know, I raise money for the food pantry. I give away scholarships to my gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do these therapy sessions. We're doing public cleanups next month. Um, we That's do. Great. I'm not even putting myself on a you know LeBron James level or anything like that, but as somebody who is well known at least in my town, uh, I do contribute a hell of a lot, and I do have a lot of opinion. And if someone told me uh, you're just a boxer or a boxing gym owner, I would be like, nah, 
and it all ties yeah. into me wanting yeah. to be more as well. Yeah. Um, it's just not fair. There's also just so much to do. You only have one life, and there's just so many things, I'm sure, that are appealing to you that you don't want to just yeah. be in one area doing the same thing. Yeah, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. mind doing this, uh, but it, I'm in the beginning stages to where it's not running itself. I want to do this and you make it run gym. itself. Yeah. yeah. And then once it runs itself, I'll come up with the next idea of mm-hmm. what I want to do. But mm-hmm. for right now, I'm really entrenched in this. Uh, and I'm doing a lot of living. That's my other half right there. I'm doing a lot of living. And you can come in. Oh. Uh, oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, you've never met her before. No. no. Yeah. Um, we're going to meet her people. Yeah. yeah. All of us together <laughs> meeting her at the exact same time. <laughs> and we're kind of wrapping up, too. So if you could tell Let's people a little bit about Hello. your future. Hi. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's 1230. Uh if you want to tell um, people about your future, so yeah, well, so yeah. I mean, as of right now, uh, we're just working on building the gym to making it so sustainable to where I can get out and do more things and mm-hmm. have my podcast a little bit more popular. Yeah, um, I really enjoy doing that, um, and that's another way for me to express myself and and let people know that I'm more than just a boxer. Mm-hmm. So I really would like to, you know, do that more. I do want to do, do more music. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't tell uh, my other half because she gets mad when I add stuff on. <laughs> Back when I... When I, uh, I, I took a little break from boxing early in my career and I recorded like 17 songs. Um, and I was performing uh, hip-hop music. Um, and I always told myself that, not to do it, to put it out there, but just as a hobby, mm. um, something that will allow me to express myself in that way as well, uh, I would get back to that. So that's something that I would like to get back to as well, um, just writing music and, and being able to record stuff uh, again. Um, but other than that, man, I, I just have initiatives with the gym, we want to help out the community still. Uh, I want to start an SAT prep program for underprivileged kids uh, who don't have access to teachers that can help them uh, prepare for that test. Yeah, that's something that I'm really, really focused on getting started along with keeping our NA meetings here going. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're going to be having a recovery comedy show he said May something. Cool. Uh, May. Yeah, in May. May. Uh, I, the only reason why it, it happened is because I told Jordan, hey, this comedian hit me up. And he said, uh, you know, he wants to do some shows at the gym. And I was like, I, I, it was in the back of my head. I didn't, didn't even message the guy. Jordan was like, you should hit him up. And I was like, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, no, especially just to go back to the recovery conversation we had earlier. Like, I know uh, recovery is tough for people. And like, yeah. Uh, especially like the place that we did comedy and stuff and rhino rhino comedy like there were a lot of times before we had alcohol that it was like a safe haven for uh, people in recovery they're like oh i could go to a comedy club and watch comedy and people aren't going to be super drunk all around me drinking i'm not going to be smelling it and being accosted to buy two drinks every time i do it it's like it's a really positive thing for the community and what's good is that it's going to happen directly after uh the na meeting so people can come out of the meeting 
come into another part of the gym and they'll be starting the conference. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. So, that's so great. Uh, you know, that's something that we like doing. Uh, other than that, man, just thinking about how we can put that positive stuff out there because it does come back. Absolutely. <laughs> it does Absolutely. come back. Yeah. Um, and then having you guys on my podcast as yeah. a... It's the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. Home and home. Yeah. 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 Well, we appreciate it. For, you got seven. Seven. Yeah. You got, you know, we told you, like... It, well, the problem is, is when you get me preaching... <laughs> That's part of the game is, like, people start, come in and, yeah. and like, you get cocky and then, like, when you get a couple and then you, like, get distracted for a while. Yeah. Like, That's Mary, Mary Jane having her influence. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's it. it. People yeah. would have been mad, though, if Tim Witherspoon Jr. came onto our podcast and just talked about yeah. other people. Like, you gotta hear yeah. about him. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, yeah, the Kardashians, whatever. Yeah, more about how boxing puts you on drugs. No, this is great, too. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I enjoy doing things like this and you guys are doing good things and being advocates for marijuana that's part of civil rights as well so mm-hmm. i'm thank gonna you. i enjoyed it thank you so much no same here all right well bid you guys adieu and this is the end of the episode <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>